4: Welcome to The Family with
2: L.A. Nick, Alex Brampernard Rasmussen,
1: co-host Catherine Brandt,
4: and Andy Brampernard. bernard We'll be right back, kick things off with The Family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest?
5: Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries.
4: Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or walzernissan.com for details. There are definitely things to avoid during a Minnesota winter, like licking a flagpole or waiting too long to replace that car battery. But number one on the list is taking a chance on your furnace. Hey, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, reminding you that a furnace clean and tune will improve efficiency, reliability, and peace of mind. Or maybe it's time to take advantage of Sabre's rebates and upgrade to an energy-efficient Bryant system. Don't take chances on your comfort. Visit SaberHeating.com. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes.
2: Have you ever seen a swamp Well, look at mine. the
4: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Our special guest, John, you pronounce your last name, ferrick Correct wanted to make sure. Yeah, because you could have been Barack Obama, but I decided, <laughs> to, you know, could have been that. You never know. That would have been good about eight or ten
5: years ago. I could have capitalized. That <laughs> yeah, capitalized.
4: Sure. segwayed that deal, John. John Ferrick with us, ladies and gentlemen. Terror Town USA, the untold story of Joliet's notorious serial killer. Uh, coincidence here, John, because I do a morning show in town as well, and I was just talking about what causes people to become serial killers. This is quite the coincidence. Yeah. Because I just don't – you sit at the house and you're mad at mom or you're mad at dad or you're mad at everybody and decide, I'm going to just start killing people willy-nilly. How the hell do they get there, John? I'm thinking about it.
5: Yeah. Yeah, that's an <laughs> unbelievable question. you got 24 hours. kid Yeah,
4: there you go. 24 hours, yeah. not 24 years. 24 years, exactly. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's, it's tri- triggered by uh, my mommy hates me, my daddy hates me. What is this? All, what causes this other than mental illness? Well, you know.
5: I, I think part of it, too, is, is, is also a hatred, uh, you know, for society and just the community and, you know, just people, you know, that you see every day in life. At least that seemed to be uh, the case here with, uh, with my book, uh, you know, on uh, Juliet's uh, serial killer here.
4: John, how do they balance it out, and I promise I'll get off the subject, and I just want to turn and t- talk to you about Terror Town, <laughs> but how do they get to the point where I'm going to ruin my own life just so I can kill a bunch of people? They, they, they got to know they're not going to get out the other side of this deal, don't they? I don't think they I do. I don't
5: know. I mean, uh, I that seems know. logical for us to, to you know, yeah, rationalize yeah. and think that way, but I think especially if you look at the, the people like the Ted Bundys of the world and uh John Wayne Gacy and here with Milton Johnson, I, I, I kind of believe that they, for the longest time, felt that they were and wanted to be smarter than the police, smarter than everybody else, and actually relished in the fact that uh, that all these killings were going unsolved for so long. Uh, so it really, I don't want to say it becomes a cat and mouse game, but it's because it's more than that. But uh, but I do think that uh, that not only are they taking great delight and satisfaction in these horrible crimes that they're committing, right. um, but uh, but they're also enjoying the fact that they're kind of able to hide and, you know, and uh, kind of disappear into, uh, into the community, and, um, you know, and uh, the police don't know who they are, or they don't know what they're looking for, or in, in this case here, there was some, uh, you know, mistaken identities as far as just some possible suspects that uh, they clearly didn't look at all like the person that the police needed to be looking for so uh so just kind of knowing that uh that there's this uh you know misguided investigation i think that oftentimes uh you know that that also uh makes them uh pretty proud and happy to see that uh the suffering's continuing and yeah. the police don't even know that they need to be looking for me
4: yeah They're, they got away i got away with it did i'm smarter than you are i got away with it That must be what they think, I I guess. Yeah. That's what it is. So, the untold story of Joliet's notorious serial killer, Terror Town, USA, during the early morning hours of July 17, 1983. Fatigue became a factor. A young couple pulls over. They were just at Marriott's uh, Great American Museum uh, Park there, just outside of Chicago. They got tired, pulled over to the uh, side of the road on the shoulder of Interstate 55 to get a restful sleep. And then John Farrick comes along and tells you the rest of it, because it ain't pleasant.
5: Yeah, it, uh, it, it's very scary, and, and a lot of these crimes are just terrifying, uh, especially in this case here that we're talking about. We had a teenage couple that uh, just were super tired. They had spent the full day in the Great America. They thought they could just pull over on the side of the interstate and uh, didn't think anything of it. They were both from a small town in the central Illinois, and uh, and last thing that they imagined was, uh, you know, shortly after falling asleep in the middle of the night, that somebody's going to be um, knocking on their window of their car and then just immediately, almost simultaneously, blasts uh, blast, uh, blast, uh, one of them away and then takes uh, takes his girlfriend hostage. I shouldn't say hostage, but uh, abducts her, kidnaps her, and uh, drives around with her for several hours and uh, mm. sexually assaults her.
4: God, it's so amazing just to hear about this guy. First of all, if you're the parents of that young man, who was executed, uh, don't you say, what are the odds that you pull over at just the right place on the highway to get a little sleep yeah. so you drive safely? What are the odds that you're going to get killed? God, it'd be incredibly low, you'd think.
5: Oh, unbelievably low. And I know for that family, uh, you know, there was the, 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 um, the young boy's father, uh, I'm going up of memory, but I'm, he was a teacher in central Illinois, and just... Uh, he had to then come to uh, Joliet, Illinois and testify at a Will County uh, uh coroner's office inquest. And uh so just imagine, you know, having to drive two two, three hours uh to uh you know, testify about your son's murder. And uh the last thing that you would expected was uh yeah, I mean you find yourself in this predicament and that this is, you know, gonna take over your life and consume you and uh, i know for the family there was probably some regrets too just from the standpoint that uh that the, the young tony hackett uh, and his girlfriend they left early that morning and i think the father uh you know didn't get a chance to say goodbye to his son oh, before they went on the trip Ugh. to great america so uh that's something else that uh you know that uh, that weighed heavily you know on the family uh, in this in this horrific tragedy just not even having an opportunity to say good goodbye one last time uh, you know, uh, because, yeah, nobody nobody in a million years was expecting something like this to happen.
0: And you, prob- uh, you probably had an ID his body. Yeah, probably.
5: Yeah, and that was, you know, and I I have all the, I mean, the crime scene photos are just, as you can imagine, just gory. I mean, he yeah. was sleeping. He was sleeping. He and the, his girlfriend switched places even though she was driving right at the, right around the time um, that uh, that they got tired and pulled over. Um, she, uh, she went in the back seat to sleep, and then he slept in the front seat, sprawled across the front seat. And, uh, you know, about an hour or two into, you know, into their sleep, um, you know, this creepy creature uh, just pulls up uh, right behind them. Um, and he clearly doesn't know who they are, but he's obviously out there scouting and trolling right. the roads, uh, you know, the interstates. Uh, you know, and it just happened to be that they were parked in that exact location that uh, that he decided to uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create some havoc and, uh, and just uh, unleash just vicious, you know, evil on, 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 on this couple, um, who he didn't know. And he spared the, the girlfriend's life, um, but he thought he killed her. Though He drove around with her oh. for a few hours, sexually assaulted her, and then blindfolded her, and then stabbed her with a long, uh, sharp knife, and then pushed her out of the vehicle and left her for dead in the middle of the road. God, she has no idea where she's at. You know? Yeah,
4: sure, absolutely. Here's what I you know obviously that we're not thinking like a guy a guy like this would think, but there are and I'm being totally honest here. You know, I'm probably talking a little too much, but there are probably two or three people that I know that deserve to die, but I still <laughs> couldn't kill them. I couldn't. I even though they deserve it, if I did kill them. I couldn't think about doing that. Huh. That's what's so hard for me to believe, John, is that somebody, yeah. you don't even know these two people, they never did anything to you, yet somehow, what, God appointed you to be their executioner? What is this?
5: Yeah, that's the thing that's just that's just crazy about these kinds of uh, killings. Uh, sometimes you can understand, well, or rationalize or uh, you know, make some sense of, of a killing just from the standpoint of understanding the motive and how the people... You know, hated each other, but just the idea of just randomly picking somebody, you know, off the interstate, or somebody at a, you know, a little pottery shop, or just a boyfriend and girlfriend that are out affectionately parking, you know, on a on a rural, remote uh, country road. You know, those f- are all the kinds of crimes that are happening here. Right. And uh, and again, it's not like uh, our serial killers going, you know, taking out people that. Uh, you know, where his former teachers or former principals or somebody that cut him, you know, from a wrestling team or a football team growing up. Uh, these, are, these are people that he's had no contact, you know, never encountered right, ever right. in their lives. And, uh, and probably for that reason, he knows that he's going to catch them off guard because they're not going to be looking over their shoulder or having any clue no. that he's lurking in the shadows.
4: God, what a, this whole thing just fascinates me beyond belief. Uh, just thinking about what I always try to do, and I don't know where I ever learned this. I'm sure somebody taught me, but is put myself in that same position as first of all the father of the the young young fellow that was killed. Why did it happen? I mean, the odds of that happening were minuscule. But then I put myself in the position of the the murderer, and you think to yourself. Uh, like I said, I, there are people I know that probably deserve to die. I would never think of killing them, first of all. I don't understand. What, do these people think they're somehow very special, that that they've been appointed by some greater thing to be an executioner? Why why are they so important they get to execute human beings? What's that?
5: I think that at least in this particular case, it was just, again, a hatred for society and a feeling that, that society owed him and everybody... Everybody out there, um, you know, have, had a better life mm. than, uh, than what our Juliet serial killer, Milton Johnson, uh, had, uh, had experienced growing up. And uh, um, whether it was, you know, because of women, you know, re- right. rejecting him over years, it, it does seem that a lot of these crimes are uh, sexual in nature. Even as I did research and talked to a lot of police for this, I mean, we have one situation where four women are stabbed to death inside of a pottery shop um, and, and almost all those wounds are to their to their chest um, and and the knife I guess that was used was just incredibly long almost uh, I mean 12 to 16 inches long is what the police surmised and some of the cops told me that there may be that in of itself the way these crimes happen almost could uh, could be considered a, a sexual crime in nature just the fact that he may have been getting off the fact that that he was that close to them and you know and his you know, stabbing thrusts—you know—were so intense that uh, that that also, even though it wasn't a rape, you know, a sexual assault, that satisfies his urges and desire just by uh, you know by committing these crimes the way that he did.
4: John, I have a question for you, and it's kind of scary thinking about this, but it just kind of popped in my head. We're seeing so much video now, and and what I always do base it on is what I would feel like if that were me. Uh, I I witnessed so many. Pieces of footage of crime. like I personally could not walk up to a sixty eight year old man sitting on a bike and punch him in the face just so I could rob him. But you see that constantly now. people just brutalizing people in the streets. It's been going on, but not at this level. Are these like serial killers in training? what what is that?
5: I mean, it could be. the uh, I know that there's kind of a belief that sometimes with with serial killers that they start with either fire burning, like you know, right, burn, you know, right. fire stand or you know cruelty to animals. You know, I mean, uh, cutting off heads of gerbils or hamsters or rabbits. Uh, you know, or you know, or, or doing things goofy things. Uh, you know, and odds odd, uh, And I had a case about 10, 15 years ago in Nebraska that uh, that uh, that a psychopathic killer uh, was a teenager, but he he was involved in both of those things. So that doesn't mean everybody's gonna turn out that way, but uh, but uh, but sometimes those are some of the signs. Um, you know, somebody going down, you know, a terrible, dark path that there's no way to turn around. But in this particular case, there was really no evidence as far as those kinds of crimes. You know, as as a teenager or as a youth growing up, it it just seemed that, uh, you know, again, there may have been this the sexual voyeur voyeurism that was going on, where where Milton Johnson seemed to have a a knack for wanting to watch, you know, a boyfriend or girlfriend, uh, you know, parking. Um, you know, yeah, in, a, in a remote area. And then at some point in time, he gets brave enough to, uh, to actually uh, interrupt uh, these couples and, uh, and either commit a rape himself or, and or just scare them, you know, and uh, threaten to kill them. And years later, in 1983, as, as things unturned, he actually did start committing murders in, in that
4: fashion. You know, they're they're talking about one overnight killing spree, uh, claim five victims, a plague of census violence sparked. This is all from just one guy, or or did Joliet just somehow happen to go nuts for a while?
5: Well, it was all from one guy, but yeah, Joliet did happen to go nuts. Uh, yeah, you know, for a while. So it was actually both. Um, there was a couple other murders that happened that uh, that summer that had nothing to do with these crimes, but uh, but but at the time, police didn't know that necessarily. In fact, one actually happened, which I write about in the book. One actually happened uh, about five or six houses up the street from where I grew up in Joliet. Uh, it was uh, you know, about a quarter mile up the road, uh, and, uh, and it, was a war- it was a widow. She was uh, 82 years old, and uh, she was found beaten to death uh, in her living room. Um, and uh, and uh, one of the newspaper carrier's fathers you know, found the front door open a couple of days later and uh, went in with another neighbor just to check on her, and they found her dead. Uh, that crime was quickly solved, and the evidence was clear that a different person committed that murder. But you know when it first happened, everybody around Juliet was like, "Oh my gosh, just another yeah another you know murder committed by this elusive, crazy person that 's out there
4: john what 's really eating away at me right now, and i think about this once in a while, uh, and this will just take sixty seconds, I promise." Went to high school here in Minneapolis, in North Minneapolis, and went to Minneapolis North High School. And I went to school with this one guy. I talked to him a million times. You know, had lunch with him. That didn't really know him, but he was just a, like a schoolmate, and I, I would smooze with him once in a while and whatever. Uh, I hear a story. There's there's a busway. It used to be anyway, uh, by the Basilica Church in downtown Minneapolis, right under. There are a bunch of bridges that go over the top, so it's kind of like a. Of the sequestered area in a way I guess just because there's so many bridges going over and they park buses there and all the rest of it it turned out that a young woman bus driver was murdered raped and murdered by four young guys right wow. and then I find out one of the guys that did it was the guy that I used to sit and talk to at school mm. and here's what he said John and that's why this will never it's going to stick in my head for the rest of the time and that's why I may have a what seems like a fascination with this, because I'm still trying to figure out how a guy who was so pleasant to me could do what he did. So they're taking him away, and I see him on television. They're taking him away in cuffs. And he looks at the camera and says to the camera, well, at least she was alive when I raped her. Oh, I'm Like, oh, my, oh my God. God. Yeah. To hear yeah, that, that, that coming it. out of the mouth of a guy you've communicated with is real. John, do you have to interview a lot of uh a lot of people. Before you understand what what serial killers are all about, are murderers at all?
5: Yeah, I try to do you yeah. know as many interviews as I can, and in this case for the Chariton, USA book, you know I did numerous interviews with a lot of um, retired prosecutors, judges, and uh, and several uh, sheriffs, investigators, and some of their spouses and uh, Because some of them you know have passed on uh, over the years, but just. Uh, but I tried to do as many interviews as I could with people that had a direct connection sure. with Milton Johnson. Uh, um, I made several attempts to write him in prison over the last few years, right. uh, yeah. and uh, and not surprisingly, according to the police, you know, he never responded or, uh, or got back to me uh, um, with his version of events. Uh, which I made clear when I wrote him. I did not want him thinking that somehow this is a con that I'm that I'm trying yeah. to. Uh, you know, write an innocence project book uh here. So I made it clear that, you know, that this book is gonna be about his crimes and I wanted to, uh, you know, give him a chance to explain uh you know, why he did what he did and uh you know, and uh so uh so that went on on uh, responded to but uh but yes, uh back to your question. Yeah, I try uh yeah, I'm not a psychologist, uh and, uh, or behavioral analysis. Although I do know a lot of people that are, you know, national experts in that field right? and I've interviewed them for other, uh, other cases and, uh, you know, and every case is different. So, uh, so what, you know, what may have happened in that Nebraska case I was talking about has nothing to do with this Joliet, uh, set of murders, uh, involving Milton Johnson.
0: What was Milton Johnson's, Johnson's final sentence?
5: Um, he was sentenced, uh, he was, um, he was convicted of, uh, of uh, five murders total. One was a trial involving the, the boyfriend that was found shot to death mm. in the car on Interstate 55. The other was a quadruple murder of the four women at the pottery shop. At that point in time, the prosecution decided there was really no point right. in, in doing you know, these other cases, even though the evidence was overwhelming that he committed these crimes. Because he was sentenced, the, the judge gave him a death sentence for all these crimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, unlike John Wayne Gacy, who was executed in 1994, Milton Johnson's just appeals just seemed to kind of go on and on. They never had any success, but they just always seemed to be you know, ongoing. And then 2002, what happens in Illinois is Illinois Governor George Ryan, on the brink of being indicted for corruption, right. decided to get rid of the death penalty altogether, which I cover extensively in my book. So, uh, so Milton Johnson, along with other death row inmates, um, was taken off death row, no more capital punishment, and he was given a life sentence without the possibility of parole. And that's where he is right now to this day. 71 so, years old, and he's uh, at the Menard uh, State Prison uh, in Downstate uh, Illinois.
4: Oh, he's Downstate because Joliet uh, is a very famous for uh, Has a very famous prison right there. Uh, correct. Correct. But they didn't put him there because it was a he was a hometown boy, I assume.
5: Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: that's seventy dollars a day for the rest of his life. Okay?
4: <laughs> exactly. It's just so amazing to me, John. That first of all, thanks for having the have the intestinal fortitude to get through writing a book. This cannot be easy to write a book about a guy like this, is it?
5: I mean, I spent. Uh, I mean, I'm off over about three years working on this book, uh, just because again I knew the case a little bit from growing up here at Joliet and just how scary it was. But uh, but I really had to do an incredible amount of research. Uh, you know, going to uh, the uh, the Will County government. Uh, um, site where they save old uh, court records and documents and go through the police files. So it uh, it, uh, it took me a long time, but uh, but I'm you know I'm happy with how the product turned out uh, in the end.
4: No, I can understand that. There, there there is. I know this sounds bizarre, John, but there is a little bit of a possibly humorous twist to this whole thing because my wife, our son, and our daughter are all sitting in here, and our friend L.A. Nick, and my wife, particularly, and my kids too. Not as much as my wife, but. I do have a fascination with watching TV shows and movies about this kind of thing. And it's because I'm still trying to figure out all the stuff that I heard about and saw and all the people I know that were killed or killed somebody and blah. And I'm, because my wife goes, Why do you love watching those murder mysteries so much? She's <laughs> like, My I God, do. you and murder mysteries. Well, it's, a, it's a big industry. Oh, it's I mean, huge. It's huge yeah, it's for entertainment. Huge. I mean,
1: well, I understand the fascination of trying to figure out what produces someone that can do that you know yeah. circumstances society mental problems i mean it's got to be a combination of all of them i just don't think you can ever really figure it out
4: i know i
0: never not. was really interested until in the dc sniper case that was that weird that case really jugged me in it was because weird. it was just random people getting shot all over yep. and it, you know it was yeah. a pretty strange case yeah and, and to have a guy and a young kid involved that weren't related it, it was Kind of a weird thing.
1: Yeah. I don't know. What is what is scarier? The the guy that goes and... I mean, we just had another mass shooting, what, yesterday?
0: Yesterday. I don't yeah. know. DC sniper stuff, to me, that's kind of scary stuff. No, it's all it's, scary. It's random. And
1: I think it's got to be related, you know, somehow.
0: Because random killings, as he, he'll he probably tell you, are harder to solve. Yeah. Well, yeah.
4: I would imagine just for no reason coming up killing somebody. That's yeah. got to be a bitch to solve that yeah. case, I would, I would assume. So, John, it took you, what did you say, how many years, six years to write the book?
5: Oh, three years. Uh, three, oh, three years. Uh, That's a long time, yeah.
4: Well, yeah, three years, still a long time. Did you just have to, at points, just put it down for a while and go, look, i got to get away from this for a couple of oh, yeah, oh, yeah,
5: absolutely. Yeah. I work in, uh, I, I work in uh, you know, uh, I could go at it really hard for, you know, four to six weeks and then take a the four-week break and uh, get back at it and stuff. But, yeah, it's uh, – I, I need breaks is when I work on a on a big project like that, just uh, for for pure sanity's sake. Uh, you know, if, if nothing else.
1: Do you, after a while, start looking at everybody like, uh, uh,
5: "What's wrong with you? <laughs> what's your is deal? Anybody normal?" Right. <laughs> I kind of look at it also from the standpoint of how can what can I do as I'm out in the you know, community to not be a victim of right. something like oh, that, yeah. even though the odds of that happening are one in five hundred million. But, but sometimes I look at these cases from the standpoint of the victim, mm-hmm. as far as you know what could that person have done, even though they were an innocent victim. But you know, was there was there anything that they did or could have done that could pre- could have prevented this monster madman from just picking them out? You know, yeah. um, so well, they what's, they to...
1: what's the answer? Is, is there anything? <laughs> yeah, oh,
5: not, not really. I mean, I mean, in every case. Obviously, in this case, you know, in hindsight, it's 2020. But uh, you know, the. Uh, the, the, the idea of obviously pulling off on the interstate, uh, you know, just to, just to sleep, you know, you know, probably, you know, would have been, you know, there probably could have been other alternatives, but I don't know. I mean, back then too, it's 1983. I don't know if they had the, the rest stops that you see, you know, on so right, inter- right. now that are really commonplace. But I don't think they probably had that many uh, back then. So I mean, if those were around back then, it might might have been a different situation.
0: I actually traveled a lot during that time, John, and driving across country. And I learned quickly that if you're on a toll road, you run across less weirdos. Yeah, because they, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't want to do pay it. the toll. That's true. So if you get on the turnpike,
4: you're pay more money, true. but
0: the, the rest stops are a lot safer.
4: Mm-hmm. No right. question. And
0: it's still that way today. Actually, I just took the toll road back east, and it's a lot safer if you're on the turn on the turnpike, paying that thirty bucks.
4: <laughs> God, John. Yeah. Uh, very quickly I just got point to point somebody you know I, I, I met this well I actually worked with him at Capitol Records back in the day It's a guy from New York City and just a great guy just I really enjoyed working with him all the rest of it one day we're just walking along and he goes I don't know you very well yet Tom I just met you but I, I can tell you something about yourself if you want to know and he goes I go yeah what and he goes you grew up in a really poor neighborhood, a lot of crime, didn't you? And I said, Yeah, how'd you know that? He goes, Because you look around more than any human being I've ever seen. <laughs> said, You're always looking to your left and your right, that's up and it. down. You're looking around to see who's where and what they're up to. I didn't even know I was doing it. To yeah, yeah, it's true. John, what a great, great subject. I appreciate your time today. Terror Town, USA, the untold story of Joliet's Notorious Serial Killer. It is on Amazon, everywhere else. Of course, John Farrick has dot com. Also the best-selling author of Wrecking Crew. Which that's I love that.
5: Thank you, thank you. Oh, yeah.
4: my God, I love and that. And the
5: decision just came out this morning, unfortunately, but we, we kind of expected it. But Wisconsin Court of Appeals just uh, issued the ruling today. Going against Stephen Avery again, so uh, this was uh,
4: really you know,
5: another. Yeah, I mean, they've been waiting for a year and a half, two years uh, for this verdict, and uh, it was announced on Monday that it would come out today. And uh, and uh, yeah, um, once again, the state of Wisconsin screwed uh, Stephen Avery over, unfortunately.
4: But uh, I don't really understand that either. I don't get it, John. John, thank you so much for your time. Uh, keep writing, pal, man. This stuff is I will. fascinating. Thank you me. very much. Thank you, sir. Okay. John Farrick, ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a quick break. Be right back in a couple of seconds with the family. Amateurs, why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Priority Courier Experts is not the largest same-day courier company anymore. What? But we've always known. Not the largest same-day courier company anymore. All right. I don't get it. Pat, we've been at this for a quarter century now. But I thought... Uh, uh, Uh-uh-uh. All right, then. What is Priority Courier Experts? Okay, I'm so glad you asked me that. Priority Courier Experts is Minnesota's largest same-day trucking company. All right. I still don't get it. Well, let me put it this way. When you think of courier, you think of packages. When you think of trucking, you think of pallets and freight. Okay, so? So, Priority has two fleets. One delivers packages and the other delivers freight. In fact, here's a little bit about Priority that you probably didn't know. Last year, Priority's local fleet drove 24 million miles. That's enough to go to the moon and back 50 times. You want to talk about moving freight now? Last year, Priority's big fleet moved 734 million pounds of freight. That is the weight of the Titanic. Times seven. Look, there's still only one expert in town. We just do more now. And we're calling all drivers who want to join the team today. Pick up your phone now and call Robbie, Nick, Mike, or Chad, 651-748-4465, or visit us at Priority.com, and we'll get you on the road. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Attention. Drivers that sign
3: on by July 30th are eligible for a sign-on bonus.
4: Uh, We're rocking out, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I have to say. Uh, By the way, we had Candace DeLong on the morning show this morning. That's why I was thinking about all this stuff, because Candace DeLong, uh, an FBI agent, too, did things like... She did the Unabomber case and all that kind of stuff. It's a weird case, too. Oh, God, yes, that guy. Woo! Okay. Very very smart man went nuts. Yeah, very
0: strange case if you know its history.
4: But yeah, uh, Candace along with another great guest, she was she was absolutely terrific. Uh, very quickly before we move on, uh, in Cold Blood, you know the book in Cold Blood yep. made a movie out of it. Yep. Do you know the weird thing about that story? What? that when Truman Capote went and interviewed the guy which which guy was it again I can't remember I can't remember their names anymore it was a long I'm time out names so
0: we're asking our own person. <clears throat> yeah
4: so he was interviewing one of the guys in the uh, in cold blood these these murders these two guys committed and Truman Capote goes and interview and wants to write a book ends up becoming his sexual partner
0: well Truman Capote's
4: a wow.
1: weirdo <laughs> <laughs> yeah just a little you think yeah
4: and whose next door neighbor was he when he was growing up do you remember do you know this Manson, uh, mansons does not he no, no, not when he was growing up in. Oh, uh, he's grown up. Oh, he's grown up uh, in the Deep South. Don't know that. So. Wrote a great book. She wrote a great book. Okay. She, uh, good she to to, to kill a mockingbird. Uh, oh. There you go.
0: He oh, is I one strange. He is one strange man.
4: <clears throat> oh, Truman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was out there. One strange man. And apparently, from everybody I know that ever met, I never met him. But a lot of people don't. I told never me, met him either. He hit on every man he ever met. Very strange <laughs> he just person. Hit on people like there's no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I suppose there are guys that hit on women. That's all It's not the uncommon. Time. So, yeah, Truman ended up shtooping the guy, or the guy shtooped him, or somebody stooped somebody. I know that. That's, that were they were shtooping. They were shtooping. That's all I need <laughs> I, I don't understand it. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You know what I'm uh, saying. What do you, what do you guys think is going to happen with this recall in California? Because now they're claiming. It's because, because <laughs> that, not going to happen. The left claims that he's got it solidly, and the right claims he's got no chance of winning. I
0: don't, I don't think it will happen. But no, he is uh, – he is a, such a narcissistic.
4: Oh, my God, is he completely ever.
0: Completely narcissistic, overconfident. He's a rich kid brat. He, you know what he is? He's the typical Hollywood movie star type of mentality. He, yeah, he thinks is. he's a Hollywood movie star. He, does, he really, yeah. really does think that.
4: Do you see what his son did that ah, today?
0: He, he irks me. you see
4: that picture of his son, what he did? No. Went to another meeting, California, wasn't wearing a mask. So apparently you and I have to, but they don't have
0: to. Yeah, it rolls for thee, but not for me.
4: Yeah, for thee, but not for me. He, Gavin first,
0: It's like his fourth
4: time. <laughs> his family. It is, yeah. yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It's like the fourth time it's ever happened. Um, Nothing really, it's kind of weird, this whole, oh, by the way, congratulations uh, to Katie Ledecky. And I'd like to point out something. Katie oh, Dedecky, yeah. she won the 1,500-meter mm, gold for the first ever. time ever, which is really cool. But what the proof of the matter is you got Katie Dedecky supremely talented, and in every family there's a balance because there has to be somebody who has no talent, and that will be Brittany. Oh, <laughs> so,
1: oh. poor Brittany. Why pick on Brittany? Poor Brittany. Brit,
4: Brit. I miss Brittany. I really do. Does she still hang out with Brittany ever, Alex?
1: Yeah, I'm just over at her
2: house not that long ago, seeing her foster puppies.
4: Foster puppies. Pups. I love Brittany. I've known her since she was 17 years old, for God's sake.
2: Really? I
0: thought she was only like 20 now.
4: No, she's in uh, her mid she's, she's, she's in her mid-30s, mid-30s now. Yeah, I've, I literally have known her like 18 years.
0: She I didn't was, think she was that old. She's wow. doing the
4: overnight at KQRS when I met her. I know that. But, yeah, congratulations. And uh, the great thing about Brittany is she is so proud of her cousin. She's so happy for her. It's, oh, yeah. It's really nice to see. Not
1: too many people have an Olympian in the family. Olympian.
4: I had a uh, couple of people that couldn't read, but... That was about mm. it. <laughs> the only special talent they didn't have, or something like that. I don't know what the hell the situation is. So yeah, congratulations to Katie Ledecky, but but Brittany, congratulations to you because I know you adore her and and it's, you're very proud of her and very happy.
0: What you think she's late listening to this show?
4: <laughs> oh, Brittany, she's you know, probably not awake yet. It's not. Oh, wait a minute, it's noon. Maybe she just got up.
2: She wakes up very early because yeah, she, she has does, to let actually. her dogs out.
4: Yeah, she does wake up very. She's early. She's in
2: school for nursing.
4: Is really? she? I didn't know She's that. To She'd, be that. She'd be a great nurse. I can see that. She was
2: a medic in the army. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I, Although,
0: guess, I can see her working in the hospital. Uh, how'd she you like be this an though? Nurse. They wheel
4: you in on the gurney, and you're laying there, and, and somebody comes up and goes,
1: "What's the matter?"
4: Yeah. <laughs> She's got kind of a loud voice. She does
1: have it. a loud voice. <laughs> she, <laughs> she gets <does>. very excited <laughs> about things.
4: She does very get excited. very excited. Yeah, she'll Brittany, be an amazing nurse. You know that. You know that's true. So. But I saw that this morning. And uh, you got Simone Biles who just said, Look, I can't do this and just dropped out what? of the Olympics. I think
1: exactly. There's something else going That's on.
0: That's what I'm thinking. It's got to be something when, else when happening. She, when she gives the statement, it didn't seem sincere. It seemed like it was staged, like she was told to say it. Well, I know that
2: one of the reasons she didn't.
0: Um, something fishy. Man. One of the
2: reasons she didn't retire was to. um, Because she thought that. What's his face? The.
4: Oh, what's his face? Doctor
2: that sexually harassed like
0: Mm.
2: hundreds of. Who's in
0: prison for right now?
2: Yeah, but they, she, didn't retire because she was the only one of the people that he harassed that that was still would be active, and she thought that her remaining active in the competitions and stuff like that would keep him more accountable because they weren't really holding him accountable for a long time like in the 90s a bunch of girls said stuff and they they were completely written off and all this stuff and so that was part of the reason why she didn't retire and so it's I'm wondering if maybe she has some like PTSD stuff happening from
1: that She just didn't seem statements
0: it was just i don't know
1: i didn't see any of it, it didn't
0: seem from the heart i it didn't s- see. seem to enchilada like uh i'm just not gonna you know it just she had there was no feeling to it
1: i know and of course you know social media is raking her over the coals i don't for, know I don't, I don't see any. you of don't that drop I, out you're not a, everybody's like congratulating her on her heroic uh Stance on mental health issues, and other people are like, "That's not heroic." Dropping out and ruining the team, blah blah blah. So I, it's I heard some rumors that she
0: did it to, so she wouldn't out show other people on the team. So,
4: Why would you do that? You I, trained your whole life; I, I know, you deserve no, but I what think, you
0: get. I think it was what I heard that from rumor stuff. Oh, um, well. but she, but they kind of <laughs> didn't want her to outshine other people on the team. Why? I don't
4: know so how you work you your ass well, off how you old talent. is she now God, she's, she's a 24. 24 24. And
1: what is, what's the lifespan the of a gymnast she's not very she's, long but she's the best well, 24 by far year old retired
0: team. yeah, yeah oh. she is
1: but she is the best by far on the team oh she's amazing like, like well, but the,
0: everybody
2: on the team said like we wouldn't have even got a silver if it weren't for her they're like we're here because of her and who she is as a person and how right. she's helped us like right are
1: and Maybe that's she thinks
0: she, she's. That's
2: it. She well, have she was sexually
1: do. abused by a coach, for, so maybe she got years and years. And years. Yeah, Oh, that yeah. Yeah. Oh,
4: that so that guy. Maybe what? she got the
1: triggered. The nasser Oh, was Larry Nassar. Nassar? Yeah, oh that
4: Larry Nassar. Oh, that Larry Nassar. What's his name? Larry Nasser? Yeah, I think so. He was abusing
2: everybody. There's an. It's estimated that he sexually abused like 200 girls. Jesus. Because he was the he was the doctor for the. American and what, women's gymnastics team from like what's the mid-80s until a couple years and what's ago. What's weird right. about
0: that, a lot of mothers were there that knew about it. Th- yeah, that's they the thing. It. Is The parents oh, were in on it is the oh, thing. God. That's why it took so long. Yeah. A lot uh, of the parents were, they looked the other way he because... He, was oh, awesome. yeah. he wasn't having sex with them. Right. But he was doing other things
3: with his hands and stuff yeah. but the, the, the parents were there if the parents hadn't like looked the other way then yes. it probably wouldn't have gone on for so long
1: how can that be I don't, I don't, don't understand
3: because mm-hmm. they want their kid to be a an Olympic you know, gymnast t- 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 t-
1: also they're worried that the doctor won't clear them or something, well, something he's doing an examination yeah and it was under the guise of yeah heavy. like this, this is alley ne- yeah. with a knife yeah.
0: okay. I, it he's was put, medical was he was medically examined then yeah uh, that's what, and right in front of the mother I've got, uh, i have to medically examine her here
3: yeah. and well, we'll and that. also if you miss your chance so like let's say you know they went after him uh, their daughter probably wouldn't be competing in the Olympics that year just because yeah,
0: he, yeah, it would be such
3: a big mess. Conflict. Mass. Yeah, conflict. Yeah. next chance they would have was four years later, right? Which they could be Which, too old. If you look at the average age of an Olympic champion over the past several decades, 19, 16, 18, 16, 16, 17, yeah. um, if you're 16 years old, four years later is too late. Yeah. But he really
0: yeah. he got what he deserved. He got a yeah. pretty good sentence, man. Yeah, he's in, he's prison in prison for life
2: until he's like,
0: I think one hundred
2: and thirty yeah, years yeah. before he can get parole or yeah. something. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and it, well, and then there is a man on the rowing team or the men's handball team or something like that that's been accused of sexual harassment, and they have like this plan in place to keep him away from women.
3: What? Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's accused, not convicted. So. No, but
2: they're, they have this like plan. Yeah, yeah a plan and in place where he guilty. cannot be near women when he's there because he's been accused and is like awaiting his court date
1: or something like that.
0: Well, that's a
3: little ridiculous.
1: Oh, yeah. oh it must have been a condition of him competing. And I didn't
0: see the. I didn't something, see the I reason. Guess. But what is know. the rule? Why girls, women's volleyball have
3: to wear bikini bottoms? They don't men have do, to. Men do yes, too. Yes, they do. It's the rule. Well, not in the, not in the Olympics. Not
2: in the Olympics.
3: In uh, the, that, you're did. thinking about that's the Euro Cup. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. the, yeah. the Euro cup. It's rule. Men can, do too. Yeah. Men and women can't wear anything longer than ten centimeters. That's right. Yeah. That's very right. strange, it's but it's weird. true. It's the rule. Because yeah.
2: men at the Olympics wear like regular sports shorts. At the Olympics, you can
3: basically wear whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, they
2: wear like regular
1: well, workout shorts. I
0: the Olympics the other day. All the girls were wearing
1: bikini bottoms. I know they. Yeah. They well, at less one time, a team petitioned to wear bikini bottoms. Yeah, they did. yeah. That's what happened, and then skimpy. and then everybody decided to start wearing them, so that became the normal thing. So that became the uniform, and because now I did see one
4: <laughs> team
0: wore shorts when they were fined.
1: Yeah, their Norwegian yeah. team was they fined.
0: were fined. Yeah, so Pink,
2: the rule is Pink you just have paid to their wear fines.
0: bikini top bottoms.
2: But that's not at the Olympics. No, no, it's at a different yeah
3: world, The world, that was the Euro, Euro Cup, Euro, cup, Euro, Euro cup, whatever yeah. the hell it is. I
2: feel like that would be extremely obnoxious. To wear bikini bottoms playing volleyball?
3: Shorts
2: (laughs) sound way more comfortable.
3: You can wear 10 centimeter shorts. Like
2: bike shorts, you know, like tighter. I feel like they'd be. Bikini bottoms would be like going up your butt all the time. Beach volleyball, right? Yeah, beach volleyball. Yeah. And handball. Well, handball is the. Oh, that's what they call. They call volleyball
0: handball handball in in Europe. (laughs) Yeah, in Europe.
2: No, handball is (laughs) different.
0: No, not in Europe. It's the same
4: thing.
2: (laughs) We looked up handballs.
4: We, we looked bo- up handball. Yeah, it it it's different.
2: No, it's basically it's like volleyball. Soccer. Yes. No, it's like soccer, but with your hands.
3: Well, yeah. Remember? You throw the ball into the net. Well, there's different kinds of handball. one off a wall, and there's one. Yeah, into a well, net. that's American handball. Well, yeah, yeah there yeah. are different. Yeah, I mean, it's such a generic name.
2: Well, handball hand is different in the in the Olympics. Okay, I just think they should
4: bring
1: head. back poodle yeah. shaving. Yeah, nineteen yeah.
4: hundred Olympics in France. I got to get this out of my head, or it'll be stuck in my head all day. When you guys start talking about people raping daughters and all the rest of it, Clemenza always pops into my head. Oh, Paulie, you won't see him around here no more. Yeah. <laughs> okay. he's, he's, it's
1: been taken care of.
4: Yeah. No, I grew up with some guys that you'd never see him again. Oh God, they're still around too there a was a
1: woman that. that just murdered her neighbor because he sexually abused
4: her yep. kid yep.
1: just went over there and killed him well, well, i'll tell you what i think you're going to see more of that because these prosecutors so. are letting people out of prison who yeah. murdered
0: people Un- murdered let them out for all fr- oh, yep. no, no, no strings attached man bye bye and i'll tell you what Right now, the numbers, if you look at the numbers, how far back these prosecutors are stacked up. They have 50,000 people stacked up that they haven't prosecuted yet. So now they're just saying, you know what, we're just going to drop all charges on these 20,000 because we're too backed up. Murderers. Yeah, they let three murderers out last week. (laughs) Of course they
4: did. (laughs) Because the prosecutor didn't show up for court. No, they didn't didn't show show up. Was that Kim Fox's guy? Yeah, it seems I thought so. It's a Kim yeah, Fox. It right. seems but that. I'm
0: saying you're going to see a lot more parents killing people because their parent, their kid was killed and no one's getting going to jail for it. Well, them. yeah. I
4: wouldn't doubt it.
1: Well, then are they actually going to be prosecuted or will they do the revolving door right on? Probably, into... probably
0: be prosecuted. They would be prosecuted, <laughs> yeah Why? <laughs> it's the way it works, man.
1: Does it depend on who you murder? Yeah. Is, is there a, no, it is there who a the group is. that's okay it to depends
4: murder? depends on who the murderer depends is. It yeah. depends who the murderer is. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: good Lord.
4: Okay, i got to ask you guys a question here this whole situation. Because your mother and I just, toward the end of the night, we sat down, I was watching a little bit of of news, and they kept showing video of these, these Congress people uh, testifying at the January sixth uh, hearings, oh, crying. I watched know. the whole so thing. So you know what happened then?
0: I was like, the Give most me a break. Staged, ridiculous, well, ridiculous, scripted, scripted television. No doubt about ever it. Ever seen in my life? In fact, it's, it was God more scripted damn. than stuff like Darcy and Stacy. Okay, and that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, when you, you
1: live in an oh. ivory tower. It can be triggered by anything.
4: I couldn't like, I just it's so hard for me to even talk. That Adam Schiff might be the most disgusting human uh, You know that he emails me all the time? What? Adam Schiff sends me an email like at least twice a week. A personal Gary Sure it's not one? Gary yeah, Schiff doubt, sure it's
0: yeah. not Gary uh, in Minneapolis. No, it's Adam Council. Schiff.
4: Teasers is bad. <laughs> no, he's just as bad. No, wow. I'm serious. Are they related? No, I don't know. But he's
0: just as bad. He's the one who made Minneapolis a sit. sanctuary
4: city. Next time he next time he emails me, I'll show I'll show it to you. Okay. He sends but me email. Money? I'm, yeah. Oh, absolutely. He wants money. Oh, That's all exactly right. So. Did
0: you see what their what their cost is for their private security? A three
4: hundred times more than like we some, get. Some
0: of these no, some of these mayors. Our city, yeah, four more or than cities, yeah, north and Five million dollars. I know. Five million. Well,
4: Congress is at five hundred million. Yeah, I know. Five hundred million For bucks to protect security. Congress.
0: You know what? Omar's one of the highest. Elon Omar. Oh God. Oh. She's spending like crazy money. That's nice. oh, because she and, knows everyone hates her. And, you know, Jacob Fry's oh. been out in about lately. He was at the Centennial, Water oh, was Centennial? Centennial, Centennial Centennial thing, and he had forearm security. Did he? Oh, yeah, of course he does. Did no, we I've... have
1: Aquatennial
0: yeah, things? Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. We had, yeah, yeah. Oh. and he had forearm security with
4: him. Catherine, I thought I was going to win Commodore again this year. <laughs> I didn't get it. Again. You know, John Hines was Commodore in the Aquatennial one. Yeah, yeah. right? I, I was there that yeah, year. Oh, were you? Yes, yeah. yeah, so I was too, actually. Yeah, I was there But I year. just, I still, my favorite is still at the... Uh, the, what was it called? The Hullabaloo, what was it called? Hollydazzle.
1: Oh, Hollydazzle. Hullabaloo.
4: Catherine and I go to Hollydazzle when it used to be on Nickel the Mall. Oh, yeah, that, that was blah,
0: blah, 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 so blah. fun. The parade. What was the parade?
4: Johnny Lastman's mm-hmm. out I was there. there. I walk up, I said, God, John Lastman's here. That's kind of weird that he's here. He's watching the parade. I walk up behind him, put him in a headlock, and go, You're done, pal. <laughs> Wasn't him. Oh, oh God! Serious? Whoops! That's <laughs> what oh, so Nancy
0: would do. She thinks everyone's someone else. Oh my God! not
4: I was so embarrassed. That guy. And the guy's like, "What do you want?"
1: Oh God! Like,
4: oh
0: God! I'm sorry. lucky he didn't sue you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly.
4: Yeah. No doubt. But I was working for Capital, and so I was okay. Anyway, working things through, ladies and gentlemen. So we've covered basically uh, the economy, and then we've covered. The scumbags, the economy, and the, I just, like I said, Catherine, and I watched a little bit of news. Like, what did we watch? About five minutes. Where I'm, I'm going to bed. And I get to get the hell out of here.
0: Well, oh, it's depressing.
4: It, it, you watch it, and it's, it's just so depressing. phony. You lie through your. Everybody on the national news is a liar. Every one of them. It's like you said that it's not even close to being true. Don
1: Don Lemon. Don, Don Lemon. Oh, What's
4: Don Lemon. <laughs> he
1: he actually was. Uh, on Tucker Carlson's side about that guy that, confront, that. confronted him in the bait shop and Wh- you know why? why you know why he was on his side because he didn't he beat him up no because he doesn't want that happening to him
4: <laughs> oh that was he didn't say that did <laughs> that's he, exactly what he said. that's what he said I don't want it <laughs> happening to me yeah first of all ladies and gentlemen why you would have the balls to walk up to somebody because of what they do on their job, I, that is not your business. Especially you don't have his, to watch him.
1: His daughter was there, too. Yeah,
4: okay, see, I'm, once again, you, Paulie, you won't see him around here no more. So <laughs> Honestly, he, what town was this in?
1: Uh, somewhere in Montana. Oh,
4: yeah, it was in Montana, exactly.
1: He was, like, in some bait shop, and this guy just happened to have, you know, like, a somebody to record it.
4: It, it seemed yeah, it very set up. It seemed It staged. seemed very set up. You're absolutely right.
1: Then that's just, I mean, it's not okay to, to call somebody names in front of their kid. It's just
4: not. Okay, I have another question for you. There are people on the, on the left and people on the right, news people, that I cannot stand, but I would never walk up to them in public and start railing on
0: them. No. But, you, but you do it to Tom all the time.
4: Yeah, Catherine was it to me Fast. all the time. Non stop. Non stop for fun. A rap. Find those you know, kids. It's fine kids. Tip Catherine went after me again today. It was not fair. I don't ever call
1: him the worst person in the whole world.
4: The next to the worst person in the yeah. world, you've said. Third or fourth Close, worst. close to the worst. <laughs> close, like, to the worst. <laughs> close to the worst. Close to the worst, ladies and gentlemen. You're just. up there, but not the worst. <laughs> You're very close <laughs> to the worst. So, yeah, avoid <laughs> the news. Don't watch the news right now. It's so depressing. And the, the, the ideas that some of these people have are you crazy? You really. Really think that's a good idea.
0: I, didn't, I don't even understand the, the, the. They all get the same phrases going.
4: Yeah, they do. Like, you oh can, yeah, you they, can turn
0: every channel. All saying the same exact word, like identical.
4: See, D- Tucker does that a lot. He plays back everybody saying the it's exact so same weird, thing. So man. Because I, it's I'm not watching this garbage,
0: fun. and I go channel, channel,
4: and they all say the same phrase. Yeah, they do, and it's on purpose, by the way. That's intentional. There's I mean, no did
0: they all get a script and say say, that, say that somebody
4: sent it to they them? Do, yes, yeah. yes, they do. Because
0: last last week it was, or two weeks ago, was all number one danger in the United States: is white supremacy. Yep. They all said oh, it, like God, across the border, across the border, across the border. Then the next week it was, this was the most
4: brutal thing since, yeah, the since the civil war. war and yeah.
0: Every single station said the I same know. exact when same thing. Yeah. It's called
4: civil propaganda. War. Civil War. Seven hundred and fifty thousand people died but in the Civil even War.
0: Even Biden said it worst thing since the Civil War. Seven
4: hundred and fifty thousand people died in the Civil War. I
0: don't know. I'm just telling you
4: now. So this is just so World War II was
3: wasn't as bad as this. Well, a presidential assassinations, Congress assassinations,
4: yeah. those even weren't as And the fact that they keep no, calling
0: it God. insurrection. I don't know if people know what the definition of insurrection is. It means true. people took over the government. Yeah. Right. No one took over our government. No, they didn't. Ever. Not. Our government was never stopped. Or even tried. They didn't try it, to take was, over our government. A, a meeting was delayed for 10
3: minutes. Right. Literally, that's what happened.
0: I'm not saying it was good.
3: No. I'm not no, saying no, those no. people
0: did anything I encourage honorable. everyone
3: to Google Reichstag fire and read the Wikipedia article. Because you'll find yeah. some uh, interesting parallels, I think. But insurrection is taking the over. Nazi Germany? Yeah. And yeah. That was yeah. the oh, yeah. uh, that was the incident. So someone burned Absolutely. down the German, I was the, like, head of parliament building or something. And they, that's what they used to say, oh, look, our country's in danger. You need to give us absolute power. What, yep. Which is literally exactly what is happening right and, now. And it right you was know
0: funny, just a couple of months before, people stormed the White House. They had to take... Yes, I yes, They, they had to take too. the president's family, and put him in a bunker. Yep. So why wasn't that insurrection? Okay. That's okay. Don't <laughs> worry about. Don't worry about. <laughs> but why wasn't that insurrection? I couldn't agree more. I mean, they, they literally they burned down
1: federal buildings. It, isn't everything just optics nowadays? Yes, it everything is, is. It's just, it's just optics. It is what you call it, it's and th- what you how much you freak out. It is, it is. purely theater. It is. It's right.
4: theater. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back with our two LA Nicks in the studio.